What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Maylari. So I just recorded my week one preview of the NFL season with a look into every game. I gave you a pick of what I think is going to happen to every game with some score predictions. So now I'm going to preview the Giants season in this quick episode and give you my thoughts with the whole record prediction and some players that I think will stand up for the Giants this season. So let's start off with this. A recap of last season. Last year, the Giants picked up their first playoff win since 2012, making the playoffs for the first time since 2016. So the first year of the Joe Shane, Brian Dable era was a success to start because nobody gave the Giants a chance at all to make the playoffs last year. I was on more of the positive side for the Giants last season. I thought they'd make the playoffs, and I thought they'd win a couple games in the playoffs. They only ended up winning one, which is fine, which is obviously a success considering how poor the Giants were in years past heading into last year. So making the playoffs was a win in year one, obviously, in the Shane Dable era. But if you look at the Giants' season last year, they were 9-7-1 in the regular season, fought all year, played hard, very well coached, well disciplined as well, and there was improvement from a lot of the important players in this Giants team. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas got even better last year. Xavier McKinney stayed healthy. He looked very good. And some of the pieces that Joe Shane brought in looked pretty good last year for the Giants as well, including Kayvon Thibodeau, which he only showed a couple flashes. But towards the end of the season, he really started to come around and started to get a lot more pressure, which I think he's going to have a big year this year for this Giants team. But the Giants started to find a way to turn things around. There were players stepping up on both sides of the ball. And the Giants were even good enough last year to win a playoff game. Beating the Vikings on the road in the wild card round, winning that game 31-24. With 301 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and 17 carries to 78 yards on the ground for Daniel Jones. He looked awesome in that game. On a big stage, in a big game, came out and balled. And that's for a quarterback that everybody criticized so much over the last three years. Heading into last year, nobody was on Daniel Jones' side except me, Paul the Sports Wizard, and a few others. Not many people were on Daniel Jones' side before last season began. But I stayed with Daniel Jones over the years because I always saw the talent and I just didn't see a good situation around him. No quarterback is going to have a perfect situation. But at the end of the day, when you look at what Daniel Jones had before last year, he never had a competent head coach, never had competent weapons, which even last year he didn't have great weapons, but he made do with what he had. And he never really had a great play caller. Somebody that knew what to call when the time was right and knew personnel and what to have in the game in certain situations. But Daniel Jones had it all last season, and he put up big numbers. In that playoff game, the Giants had Isaiah Hodgins, who was a practice squad wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, up until the midway point of last season, be their leading receiver. Eight catches, 105 yards on a touchdown. And he did that on a bad ankle. So what a pickup Hodgins was. So credit to Joe Shane for finding him. A gem that he knew from his days in Buffalo. But the Giants found a way to turn things around last year. And Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, probably the two most important players besides, I'd say, Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence, silenced the haters with a breakout and bounce-back season. The Giants' most important players are Daniel Jones, Andrew Thomas, and Dexter Lawrence, and then Saquon Barkley, I'd put it forth. And all four of those guys had huge years last year. All together at the same time, found a way to improve and develop and help the Giants get wins last season. So now the question is, what can the Giants do this year? Well, last year, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley stayed healthy. So that's one thing the Giants need. They need both of those guys to stay healthy. Both of them played 16 games last year and stayed completely healthy throughout the entire season, which was obviously huge. Saquon Barkley had a huge bounce back year. 1,312 yards, 10 rushing touchdowns, averaging 4.4 yards per carry, with 57 catches for 338 yards in the air. He had a great bounce back season. Saquon Barkley wanted a new contract in the offseason. The Giants and him... Couldn't reach a new deal. He ends up getting franchise tagged, and he comes back 
on the franchise tag, which they restructured a little bit, and he comes back to play for the season. The question is, what could Saquon Barkley do this season? Well, in last season, he had 352 touches in 16 regular season games. I'm hoping the Giants, though, can take some of the pressure off of him and give some more carries to Gary Brightwell and Eric Gray. Take some of the load off Saquon Barkley so he can stay healthy and fresh and not get worn down by the middle of the season like he did last year. That's going to be important this season for the Giants. Not let Saquon Barkley get worn down. What I think is going to happen to Saquon Barkley this year is this. I think he's going to go for 1,285 yards on the ground with nine rushing touchdowns, 63 receptions for 425 yards, and three touchdown receptions. I see him finding a way to be a productive back yet again for this Giants team and being one of the most important players on this offense. I'd say it's Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and Andrew Thomas. Those three guys the offense is going to rely on a lot. And the Giants need those three guys to click this season like they did last year. And obviously improve as well. The Giants need those guys to stay what they were doing last year, but also improve at the same time. Because the Giants last year, making the playoffs is obviously a win. Now the Giants want to get better than that. You want to win a couple playoff games, make a run. That's the Giants' goal here. As for Daniel Jones, last season he turned things around as well. He gained a lot more respect from the media and fans with how well he performed last season. He had 3,200 passing yards with 15 passing touchdowns, five interceptions with a 62.9 quarterback rating, 708 carries with seven rushing touchdowns, averaging 5.9 yards per carry. He looked really good last season. And one thing about Daniel Jones last year that I think was the best thing with his game is his poise in the pocket. He knew when to flush out of the pocket and scramble. He knew when to slide. He knew when to go out of bounds. He knew when to throw the ball away. And he also got better with his accuracy. Throwing on the run was great. His decision-making got even better. So that's why I'm really excited to see Daniel Jones because he made excellent strides last year and he found a way to improve in every facet of the game that you need to be a franchise quarterback. And he proved that he is a franchise quarterback. I already knew he was. I believed in Daniel Jones before all of this. But at the end of the day, he gained a lot more respect from the media last season. And rightfully so. He deserves it more than anyone. Daniel Jones deserves more credit than any player on this Giants team. And honestly, I feel like he was one of the most disrespected athletes in all of sports over the last three or four years. Because everybody loved to pile it on on Daniel Jones. When things were bad, everybody loved to throw shade and hate on him and criticize on him. And you know what he did? Silenced it all, went out last season, and balled. And I think he takes another step up this year and really breaks out even more. And as I said, I've stayed with him every step of the way. So even if he struggled at any point this season or last season or in years past, I always stayed defending him because I always saw the talent and I always saw the situation around him not being his fault. When the Giants had a press conference at the end of the 2021 season and John Mara said we did everything we could to fail this kid, he was absolutely right. But the Giants finally figured something out. They got stability in their front office, got a competent head coach, and got a very good play caller. Three things Daniel Jones is lacking his entire tenure with the Giants. So for this upcoming season, I want to see Daniel Jones get his touchdown total up while also finding a way to keep his turnovers on the lower side. And at the end of the day, I'm predicting Daniel Jones to have somewhere of a total touchdown to total turnover ratio around three. That would obviously be great considering I think Daniel Jones is going to have a great season this year and get his touchdown total up. But I want to see the total turnovers be similar to what it was last year with the same ratio somewhere around three. Daniel Jones found a way to improve last season with his decision-making and obviously found a way to still score touchdowns and be a good quarterback and help the Giants win games. Now I want to see him take an even better step up. Find a way to maximize touchdowns while still limiting turnovers. He did it very well last year, found a way to get the Giants nine wins in the regular season and a playoff win as well. Let's do it even more this year. And I see Daniel Jones taking a step up and doing just that. Another player that really stuck out for the Giants last year was Dexter Lawrence, who had seven and a half sacks, 
68 tackles, 7 tackles for loss, 28 quarterback hits, and 2 forced fumbles for the Pro Bowl and All-Pro selection from last year. He was awesome last season. So now brings up the question, what is he going to do this year? He just got his payday in the offseason, so what is his stat line going to look like? Here's one thing. I think this Giants pass rush is going to have a big breakout player this year in Kayvon Thibodeau. So I think Thibodeau could steal some sacks and some pressure away from Dexter Lawrence. Maybe take away some quarterback hits and sacks from Dexter Lawrence's stat line. But I still think Dex can do big things for this Giants team. I see Dex at six sacks, eight tackles for loss, 25 quarterback hits, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Who do the Giants add on defense? Well, they added two cornerbacks, a rookie cornerback in Trey Hawkins and a rookie cornerback in Deontay Banks. Both of them being draft picks for the Giants this year. Deontay Banks was the Giants' first-round pick, and they're both starting for the Giants in tonight's game versus Dallas. The Giants also added a linebacker in Isaiah Simmons. They added tight end Darren Waller. Two great upside trades where the Giants didn't really have to give up much to get either of those players. And then the Giants also added defensive lineman Boogie Basham from the Buffalo Bills. High upside, former second-round pick to the Bills, and he's young. He has so much ability, he hasn't unlocked yet. And I think he could do big things for this Giants team. He might be just a situational pass rusher, but he could contribute to this Giants defense. The Giants added in on their offense as well, adding two speedsters and Paris Campbell in free agency, another speed threat weapon for Daniel Jones. They also added in a third-round pick speedster from the University of Tennessee, and that was Jalen Hyatt, a wide receiver the Giants got as a steal in day two of the draft in the third round. Absolutely electric wide receiver, and I think he could help this Giants team, especially as a home run hitter. The Giants also added in Second-round center, John Michael Schmitz, who's an upgrade at the center position. Definitely better than what the Giants have had in years past. Nick Gates was good for the Giants in years past, but he kind of moved around from guard to center. was never really at one position for too long. But now the Giants have a full-time center who's going to be something to build around on the offensive line for the years to come. Then the Giants also added in two players on defense. Defensive lineman Raheem Nunez-Roches from the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's going to help them in the run-stopping game. And then they also added in a great linebacker in Bobby Okereke, who is an unreal tackle in the middle of the field and will definitely make a difference for the Giants team. Who did the Giants lose? Well, they lost wide receiver Richie James to the Kansas City Chiefs, safety Julian Love to the Seattle Seahawks, offensive lineman Nick Gates, linebacker Jalen Smith, cornerback Fabian Monroe, and linebacker Landon Collins. A lot of those guys, though, were contributors to last year's team, but they're not crazy losses. I'd say Julian Love is the biggest loss there and then Richie James. Jalen Smith was one of the top tacklers for the Giants last season, but it's not that big of a loss. The Giants did get Okereke to take over his spot. Okereke is a better player, so I'm fine with that. And then they also added in Isaiah Simmons, so another linebacker to that system there for Wink Martindale. And then Fabian Moreau wasn't too big of a loss. The Giants added in two cornerbacks in the draft. The Giants got some offensive line help in the offseason. Getting John Michael Schmitz is a great pickup. And then they also get Josh Zudu back healthy, which is obviously big for the Giants' offensive line. But the Giants really didn't lose too much there. I'd say Julian Love is the biggest loss, and then Richie James. Richie James was a very good contributor to last year's team, but the Giants did find replacements for him rather quickly. Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, two very good replacements there, and you get Wanda Robinson back healthy. So now I'm going to give record predictions for the Giants, which I already said 10-7 and seven in my predictions, but I had to go game by game for every single team in my predictions. I just kind of gave numbers and said, okay, this is where I think each team will be roughly wins and losses-wise. I think the Giants, in my predictions, I had them at 10-7, and seven. I think they're capable of 11-6, and six, though. They're going to get double-digit wins. Is it going to be 10-7 and seven or 11-6 and six or better? I'd say it's probably going to be either 10-7 and seven or 11-6. and six. But I see this Giants team as a double-digit win team. So I'm going to go game by game and give some score predictions to every single one of them. Going to be really hard to get any of these right, but I'm doing it for fun and just giving you guys my thoughts on where I think the Giants would be in each of these games this season. Starting off week one, Dallas Cowboys at home. I have the Giants winning that one 27-23 on Sunday Night Football tonight. Week 2, Sunday, September 17th, at Arizona Cardinals. 
I have the Giants winning this game 31-17. Thursday, September 21st, Giants at 49ers. I have the Giants losing a close one here, 27-24. Monday, October 2nd, I have the Giants winning a close game at home at MetLife Stadium, 30-27 over Seattle. Sunday, October 8th, at Miami Dolphins. I have the Giants losing this one, 34-21. I think it's going to be a tough game for the Giants. And as I mentioned in my predictions, I think the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl this year. So it might be tough for the Giants to go to Miami and win this game. I think the Dolphins offense is going to be very good this season. And I think the Giants will put up points. I think they're going to have a very good team. But I think at Miami in week five, I think the Giants lose this game. Next up, Sunday, October 15th, Giants at Buffalo Bills for Sunday Night Football. I have the Giants winning this one in a big surprise win, 34-32. Sunday, October 22nd, Giants at home versus the Washington Commanders. I have them winning this one, 28-24. Sunday, October 29th, Giants at home versus New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. I have the Giants losing this game in a close one, 31-28. Sunday, November 5th, Giants at Raiders at 425. I have the Giants winning this one, 23-20. I think the Raiders will win nine games of this season. Sunday, November 12th, Giants at Cowboys. I have the Giants losing this one, 30-20. Sunday, November 19th, Giants at Commanders. I have the Giants winning this game, 34-28. Sunday, November 26th, Giants at home versus the New England Patriots at MetLife Stadium. I have the Giants winning this game, 27-17. Then the Giants are on bye week after that. Monday, December 11th, Giants at home. Monday Night Football versus Green Bay Packers. I have the Giants winning this game 27-21. Sunday, December 17th, Giants at New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. I have the Giants losing this game 24-17. Monday, December 25th, at 425 on Christmas Day versus the Philadelphia Eagles at Philadelphia. So the Giants are on the road here. I have the Giants losing this one 33-21. Then, Sunday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. The Giants play the Los Angeles Rams at home at 1 o'clock. I have the Giants winning this one, 38-24. And then Sunday, January 7th, Giants at home to finish out the regular season versus the Philadelphia Eagles at MetLife Stadium. I want to have a bold take in here, which I have the Giants beating the Bills, which is a bold take, but I'm going to go with another one here. I have the Giants beating the Eagles in this game. It could be a meaningless game for Philadelphia at this point of the season. Who knows? I think the Giants win this game 27-20. And in my predictions last week, I had the Giants at 10-7. But then when I went game by game through their schedule, to make this episode over the last couple of days, I saw 11 and 6. I think 11 and 6 is where the Giants end up. Especially when I went through game by game and said, okay, win, loss, win, loss, win, win. I said, I think the Giants can win 11 games this year. That is dependent air on the Giants probably beating the Eagles in week 18. But I think the Giants can do it. Regardless whether or not the Giants win 10 games or 11 games, I see them winning double digit games. So that's my big prediction for the Giants double digit wins and making a run in the NFC to at least the NFC Championship. I see the Giants being an NFC Championship team this season. Might be a hot take, but I really like the Giants this year, and I really like the Dolphins. I love Jacksonville this season. And then in the NFC, I think the 49ers as well. Those are my four teams in the AFC at the end when two teams stand in each conference. So now I'm going to give some superlatives for this Giants team. Starting off with the MVP of this Giants team, Daniel Jones, quarterback of the New York Giants. I think Daniel Jones is going to have a great season this year. I've already mentioned that I think he's going to have a bigger year this year than he did last And in doing so, he's going to get the touchdown numbers up. I see Daniel Jones throwing for 32 passing touchdowns, 9 interceptions, with 4 fumbles lost, 4,080 passing yards, just about 240 passing yards per game. And I see him running for 555 yards and 6 rushing touchdowns. So 38 total touchdowns for Daniel Jones with 13 total turnovers. So roughly around 3 touchdowns per turnover this season. That's where I see Daniel Jones at. He made great strides last season, and I believe he's going to do even more this year. Now he's got more talent around him at the receiver position, a lot more speed, a lot more game-breaking talent around him. Darren Waller, a great red zone target. Daniel Bellinger now back fully healthy. He's now your tight end too. Was good last year for the Giants, especially as a blocker. Hopefully Evan Neal takes a step up at right tackle this season and improves. 
and then you add in Wanda Robinson healthy, Sterling Shepard healthy, Jalen Hyatt, and you also add in Paris Campbell. So I think Daniel Jones is going to have a big season this year. My breakout player for the Giants is safety Jason Pinnock. He played very well during the preseason and training camp, really stood out, and he played well last season. He was really only a situational safety, but when he was in the game, he played pretty well. One and a half sacks, 41 tackles, a fumble recovered, four quarterback hits, and a forced fumble. This season, I see him taking a big step up. I see four interceptions, 90 tackles, three forced fumbles, and five tackles for a loss. And he's taking over for Julian Love, who left for Seattle, got a bigger contract from the Seattle Seahawks. Things worked out there for him. And Love is a big loss for the Giants. He's a great captain for the Giants' defense over the last couple of years. He's a very good leader. And he also led the Giants in tackles last season with 124. But I think Pinnock can take over that role this year and do it very well. My offensive player of the year for the Giants is tight end Darren Waller, who last season only played in nine games. He battled injuries, 28 catches, 388 yards, and three touchdowns. But in his Pro Bowl season in 2020, he had 107 catches, 1,196 receiving yards, and nine receiving touchdowns. So I think he's capable of doing that this year again. My prediction for the stat line is this. 80 catches for 1,225 yards and seven touchdowns. He's bringing a lot of talent to this Giants offense, and he's going to be a red zone target. That's where the Giants need help, in the red zone, because we ran the ball a lot in the red zone, which obviously took some touchdowns away from Daniel Jones. I want to see the Giants be able to pass the ball in the red zone, and when you add in a guy like Darren Wall, who's a big target and has had a lot of success in the red zone in his career, that's huge for this Giants offense. My defensive player of the year is edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau, who I think is going to have eight and a half sacks, 15 tacks for a loss, and 27 quarterback hits. That would be a big breakout season, but I think he's very capable of it. I think he starts out tonight with a big game against Dallas. His last primetime game, he had 12 tackles against Washington with a sack that turned into a strip sack with a fumble recovery by him for a touchdown. So that was obviously big for the Giants last year in that primetime game, and I think he's capable of having a big game tonight yet again. I see him being the Giants' defensive player of the year. Who is the most underrated player in the Giants? I'm going to go wide receiver Darius Slayton who I think will be the Giants' wide receiver one for this Giants team. I think Wanda Robinson will be the Giants' wide receiver two, but I think Slayton will be the number one option for Daniel Jones at the wide receiver position, and I see him going for 77 catches for 1,145 yards and six touchdowns. Who are the biggest X-factors for the Giants? I'm going to go tight end Darren Wall, who I've already talked about, and then right tackle Evan Neal. Can he improve upon last season, which he showed some flashes of being a good right tackle. He's obviously young. He was only a rookie last season, but he also struggled opening up too wide, some penalties, giving up hits to Daniel Jones. Can he be better this season? Can he limit the pressures? And I think he's going to have a better year this year. He is a big X factor though for the Giants on the offensive line. Who's going to lead the Giants in interceptions? I'm going to go with Jason Pinnock at four. But I think Adoree Jackson, even though he doesn't get the interceptions, he didn't have any last season, I think he continues to be a very underrated defensive back in the NFL. I'm going to go with Adoree Jackson for two interceptions this season. But I think Pinnock is a Giants leader at four. What will Isaiah Simmons' role be? It looks like he's going to be more of a linebacker in this giant system rather than being a safety. But what a valuable add by Joe Shane to add him to the Giants defense. Very limited risk, high reward. He brings speed, versatility, and athleticism to this Giants defense. Three things that, that Giants team needed in the middle of the field. He had 99 tackles and 105 tackles the last two seasons for Arizona. And you get him for a seventh round pick. My prediction for Isaiah Simmons is 90 tackles, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, five sacks, six quarterback hits. And I think he ends up being a very valuable piece for Wink Martindale's defense. And hopefully he gets himself a contract extension after the season's over if his numbers do look like that. I think Wink Martindale is going to love using him in the middle of the field and will love to blitz him from different sides. Whether it's from the right, whether it's up the middle, whether it's a delayed pass rush, whether they drop him back in coverage and pretend he's going to blitz. Wink Martindale is going to have a lot of fun this year with Isaiah Simmons. 
The last guy I want to mention is the guy I have at wide receiver for two for the Giants this season. That's Wondell Robinson, who had 23 catches for 227 yards and a touchdown last season. In his last game before he tore his ACL, he had nine catches for 100 yards versus the Detroit Lions. I think he's capable of 50 catches, let's say, 685 yards and four touchdowns for the Giants this season. Find a way to get him the ball in open space and see what he can do. He looks like he was starting to really develop in that Giants offense last season before he went down, and now you get him back fully healthy. He might not play tonight, but I think over the course of the season, he's going to be a star for this Giants team. As for the Giants in tonight's game versus Dallas, the Giants haven't beat Dak Prescott since the 2016 season. Since 2017, Dak Prescott is 10-0 against the Giants with 22 touchdowns to 5 interceptions. The Giants have to find a way to win tonight's game. It's going to come down to the Cowboys' pass rush versus the Giants' offensive line. I think the Giants are going to be able to score some points. I think Daniel Jones is going to have a good game. I think he's going to shine in the spotlight. But can the Giants' offensive line, specifically, can Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas match up with Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons and limit those guys from pressuring Daniel Jones? I think the Giants win tonight's game 27-23. I think they start out with an upset win at home at MetLife Stadium on Sunday Night Football. We'll see what happens, but I'm thinking the Giants can win double-digit games this season. Why not start out this season with a big win in Week 1 versus the Dallas Cowboys, a team that's beat up on us every year now since just about 2017. The Giants last beat the Cowboys in 2020, but they haven't beat Dak Prescott since 2016. Dak Prescott, since 2017, is 10-0 versus the Giants. The Giants have been dominated by the Cowboys over the last few seasons. Let's find a way to beat them this season and start out this year with a 1-0 start with a win over Dallas. Why not? Why not believe in Daniel Jones? Why not believe in this offense? Brian Dabo, Joe Shane, they found a way to turn this franchise around. You can't really count on this Giants team ever, and that's why I think they're capable of winning in tonight's game versus Dallas. Anyways, that will conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it, and hope you guys have a good one. I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you, and take it easy.